enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. It's Friend Friday, and one of my favorite guests is back with us today, Kelly Sullivan Walden, with whom I co-authored our book about dreams and premonitions. Kelly, welcome back. Thank you, Amy. It's such a pleasure to be back with you. Thank you for having me. It was so nice seeing you last month in Los Angeles. We, we'd worked together for a year and a half, and we finally met in person. I know. I'm still pinching myself. It was so much fun to actually meet you in person. And you're so beautiful, even more beautiful in person than in your pictures. And speaking of your pictures, I love that you've got you on the cover of your book, Simply Happy. I'm reading it and loving it and highlighting all over the place, dog earring everywhere. And so loving your book, A Crash Course in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Advice and Wisdom. I had no idea. I I think it's so funny how we think we know somebody because of the few interactions that we have. And then to find out there's so many more dimensions to you. And it's, it's so interesting to get to find out about what it was like for you to be a single mom and, and your parenting and some of your great stories, especially the alien story and your work history before Chicken Soup and all your travels and Brazil, just like such a multidimensional person, not just the editor-in-chief of Chicken Soup for the Soul, which is enough, but I'm well, so excited to get to know you better. I'm glad you're liking it. I had to really jump off that diving board to share all of those personal mm. stories in that book, but I figured since all of our contributors are sharing, I have to share too. So I did put a lot of stuff in print that I never thought I was going to reveal, but hey, it's all mm. it's all part of <laughs> part of our mission, right? To share all of these experiences and help people. And you know, a big part of that book also was sharing what I learned about dreams from you. I, you I know, I'm a practical that. person, right? I'm so practical, and I just love the fact that you can use those hours when you're sleeping. You can actually use those mm. hours productively to learn about yourself, your dreams, I feel, are your subconscious telling you things that you kind of already know about yourself, but you're too busy during your waking hours to really pay attention. And by the way, before we get into some of those stories, I have to tell our listeners who Kelly Sullivan Walden is. She is a certified clinical hypnotherapist, and she's worked professionally with thousands of dreams and dreamers, which is why I asked her to work with me on our Dreams and Premonitions book and why we're making another one uh, for late 2017. Yay. Yeah. And Kelly is really like America's premier go-to dream expert. And you can find Kelly on Twitter at Kelly S. Walden. You can find her on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream. So now, now that I've introduced you, mm, I know we, you. Keep, we keep talking about our Dreams and Premonitions book, but I guess because I was just out in California and went on the uh, Revenge of the Mummy ride at Universal. And, at Universal? Yeah, oh, yeah, and God. I confronted my fears. And, and so we decided that we I were- I can't believe you did that. I had my eyes closed the whole time. But uh, oh, <laughs> today we're going to talk I about- I just have to tell you, 
I just have to tell you, my niece, my niece dragged me to that ride and we stood in line for almost two hours. And then we finally got up to the front about to go in and she goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then she just like grabs me by the hand and we go running out. So we never even made it inside the ride. Oh, <laughs> I know she did not confront her fears like the people in this chapter in our book. Did. Yeah. So what I, okay. So facing your fears is a really big part of what I think you need to do to keep a happy life going, right? If you don't face your fears, you let them start to narrow your life and narrow your life and you start right. living in a smaller and smaller world. But if you face your fears and you can use your dreams to overcome those fears, you can keep expanding mm-hmm. and you can have this big, broad, wide, full life. And I think it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome that you can accomplish that in your sleep. So right, one of right. the chapters in our book is called Facing Fears. And I thought we should talk about some of those stories and how people did use their dreams mm. to face their fears. So let's talk about that. Yeah, let's. And I, I just want to add to what you said before, though, for the people that think they're too busy to pay attention to dreams. It's this is really something to do if you are a multitasker and don't have time because your dream work can save you time. It can save you money. It can save your life. In the case of Walter Berry, it not only saved his life, but it also helped to move him past his his paralyzing fear of, of death and dying into a place of being much more open and and peaceful with it. There's um, in his story a smiling journey in darkness. There's actually two dreams. It's a lo- it's one of the longest stories in the book, but it's it's a great one. So in the first story, he talks about how. He has a dream, a very vivid dream about um, about being at the end of getting getting off the freeway and being the first one in front of the the stoplight. There's a red car to his left, and the light turns green, and something stops him from turning right. He literally can't turn right, and the horns start honking behind him. So he begins to gently move forward, and it, just as he does, a giant semi truck comes barreling through and he says to himself, ah, had I had I driven when I was supposed to, that car would have, that truck would have killed me. And so he, he wakes up from that dream and thinks, well, okay, that was weird, but I, I live in Los Angeles and I deal with freeways all the time. So that's probably no big deal. But he did take note of it, which I think is noteworthy in and of itself, taking note of a dream, even if it doesn't seem to be significant. So a couple of months later, he finds himself on that same freeway coming to the end of the exit and he's he's at the green he's at the red light and he notices there's a red car to his left and he hears him his inner dialogue say, Hmm, that's just like it was in my dream a couple of months ago, the red car to my left, and here I am at this green light. So all of a sudden the light turns green and he thinks this is just like that dream. So he takes his time and instead of just accelerating, he pauses. And sure enough, he gets the horns blaring from behind him, and he has this queasy feeling in his stomach. And sure enough, comes barreling through this that big semi-truck, and he says to himself, just like in the dream, that would have killed me had I not paused. And had I not remembered my dream, that would have, that would have killed me. So he pulls over to the side of the road because he, his, his arms are trembling, and he breaks down in tears. And this is a big guy. This is not a crying, sensitive guy, but he pulls over to the side of the road and breaks down in tears because he knows that his dream literally saved his life. 
And earlier in the story, he refers to himself as a death chicken in in dream work because he do, he does dreams a lot. He's he's easy with with anything that relates to death or dying. It's like bring me the gruesome things. I can handle it because it's all a metaphor. But in real life, he's terrified of dream, uh, terrified of death. And then he talks about how even when his his dog, his beloved dog, had to be put down, how he made sure that he was out of town because he couldn't handle it. So he has later, this is a long story, but we're almost, we're kind of wrapping around here. He has another dream that he's with the Dalai Lama. And it's very long and complicated, but basically the Dalai Lama and these monks take him on a journey up to this mountaintop. And Walter knows this is the place where, this is the place of death. And he says, wait a minute, this place is no different really than where we were before. It's just a different place. And he hears himself say to himself, ah, he gasps, death is just a different place. It's not an ending. It's just a different place. And the Dalai Lama rewards him and there's this dancing and singing and it's joyous. And he wakes up and says, okay, okay. So this begins the, the beginning of him embracing death is not this horrible thing, but it's just another place. So that a little while later, when his next dog dies and he he makes sure that he's in town and that he's right there with the dog as the dog is taking its last breath as they inject that wonderful stuff that helps them to pass away so peacefully. And he says that with even though tears are streaking down his face, he said he wouldn't have missed that moment for anything because he knew that death was just another place. So talk about multitasking, the death, the dream helped him to stay alive and it also helped him to overcome his fear of death. It's so such a powerful story. Yeah, and then we have some other ones that are, I would say, even more obvious <laughs> for us dream newbies like me, who are not as sophisticated uh -huh. at these very complicated dreams. So tell us about mm -hmm. another one that we have in our chapter about facing fears. One of my favorite dreams that I think about regularly, and this is kind of the way it is with dreams. If you hear a dream that you get jealous of because it's so good, and you're like, I wish I had a dream like that, just know that a shared dream becomes the property of everybody who's listening. So if you like this dream, you can keep it for yourself. So I love this dream. This is not flying at 50, even though that's a great one. Take the leap. And this one is by Kim Childs. I love this dream. So she talks about being at a career transition. She had a successful career as a media news anchor on the radio. And she had just taken a yoga training class and she knew that being a yoga instructor was much more true to her soul, but she couldn't imagine taking the leap from something as stable as her steady job into something that seemed kind of crazy to her to, to become a yoga instructor. How are you going to support yourself as that? So she has this dream that she's hiking through the Grand Canyon and she's taking all of these steps in stride and she's doing really well until she gets to a place where she knows that the gap between peaks is too big it's too big to cross and she needs help and she's standing there. And yet she knows that she's come too far up to be able to walk down. She can't hike back down. So she's stuck. She's at this peak and she's paralyzed with fear. And she sees that she splits in two. She becomes two different parts of herself and one part of her jumps and she's terrified and she falls all the way to the ground flat. And there's all these people around her that see her fall. She's witnessed. 
And she surprisingly, to her surprise and to everyone else's surprise, she picks herself up. She's unharmed. She brushes herself off and she walks away. And she says to herself at the top, the part of her that's at the top of the Grand Canyon still looking down, oh my goodness, even if the worst thing happens and I fall, and that's kind of code in dreaming for fail, and I'm witnessed, meaning other people see me and I'm embarrassed by this, I'm going to brush myself off and I'm going to be okay. Wow, that suddenly gives her this boost of energy and this boost of confidence. So the, the her that's up at the top of the Grand Canyon decides to also leap, but out of nowhere comes a red carpet, very much like Aladdin, and it carries her gently, gracefully to the other peak, and she lands, and she knows when she wakes up, it's safe to take the leap. So shortly after that dream, she does begin the transition out of her job toward becoming a yoga instructor. And sure enough, she relies on that magic carpet, that support from the universe and from friends and family until she finally finds herself in a yoga studio where she's teaching, she's writing, she's a holistic life coach, and she's got a whole new life. And she says that she never would have done it had that dream not given her that incredible affirmation and confirmation that it was all going to work out when she took the leap. I love that story, too. That's one of the ones that I've always remembered from the book. And it just shows that your brain can process these things that you need to process while you're asleep. And you can make these big decisions as a result of your dreams. I, I never cease to find, I, I never mm. stop finding the, this Dreams and Premonitions book to be fascinating. Being mm. a type A person, I just love the fact that you can <laughs> use those dreams. And I know we, yes. we we talked when we got together last month, we talked about our new book, which we're right now we're calling it Dreams, Premonitions, and the Unexplainable. Unexplainable. 101 <laughs> Eye-Opening Stories About Mysteries and Miracles. I don't know if we're going to keep that title, but that's what we're using right now. So you'll all be hearing more about that. Thank you, Kelly, for coming on today. Thanks. Amy, thank you so much. Thank oh. you for having me. It's such a joy to get to be a part of the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. It's been a dream of mine. I dreamed about this for years before I met you. And to have it come true is so, it's even more wonderful than I ever could have imagined. And again, congratulations to you on your book. Chicken Soup for the Soul, Simply Happy, a crash course in Chicken Soup for the Soul, advice and wisdom from somebody who's read tens of thousands of Chicken Soup for the Soul stories. You've got quite a story to tell. Thank you for sharing it with us. Oh, thank you so much. So I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. And I'll be back on Monday with a story that might just transform your Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.